Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Girl, open your heart. Loosen your butt. It's time for a couple of therapy. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. My name is Naomi. We're a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians and, and on Couples Therapy. Go on. We answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different <laughs> listeners, but what I was going to say this go-round was we're a real-life married, married couple, couple, a real-life married couple of comedians. <laughs> And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Now, of course, last week's episode with Moshe Natasha, we had been wed at that point, but we hadn't recorded the intro. So this is our first wedded introduction to Couples Therapy. This is our first wedded introduction, (laughs) Mrs. Beckerman. Mr. (laughs) Ekparagan. That's right. We we didn't (laughs) combine names. She didn't take my name. We just switched names. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're a modern couple. (laughs) Um. We, it's funny, it is, it it does feel just a touch different. Just a touch. Just a touch, a scotch. Just a scotch different. Just a scotch different. We are, as you can tell from the, our brains are, are spacey, but uh, I think we are sitting in this space of joy still. Yes, 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 yes. Even We've though been... it's exhausting, you know, in the, in, in the, uh, the seven months leading up, but uh, I'm living in a joy bubble. How about you? Yes. We actually, we found love in a hopeless place. All right. <laughs> Just like the song Los Angeles. Goes. Exactly. And we are, we're doing good. But yeah, so you know, the, the wedding was Saturday the 11th. Our family left town. Basically, everyone was gone by the 13th. And since then, we have just been chilling in the apartment, taking our time, said we're not doing nothing. We just going to kind of rest after all that. Because, I mean, hosting people alone, you know, because family got in like the week before. So hosting people alone, you'll be like, I need some time. But on top of that, to have a big old wedding, we said, we got to rest. Mm. And now we're coming back. And what's our first activity? What's our first action as a married couple? This introduction. Yes. First, which says so much. First thing I... Uh, wrote emails to people to see if I could give them back their air purifiers, which we used on the dance floor. Yes, indeed. Second act, doing this intro. Doing this intro, getting it done. I'm looking down at my hand right now. It is still very, 
whenever I look at my hand with the wedding ring on it, it's uh, jarring because <laughs> I'm like, oh, whose hand is that? What what adult? <laughs> what adult? Now, mind you, I'm a middle-aged man, and I'm still like, <laughs> what adult is this? It seems like this this the ring to me is a symbol of adulthood that I didn't have before. Well, I think it was also too to your mom because I know you know afterwards she was like she was like, oh, look at him, finally a ring on his finger. You know, it does it does have a meaning even if you don't want it to. Well, you know? no, it is that's like, different. Like, that's different. They always, they kept getting me all these different rings, like with like dragon faces on it, and all the, about my parents. When? They they've always you gotten me. Never r- mention them getting you rings. Every year they get me a ring with like a weird thing on it, like a drag. One time a crucifix, strangely, and I'm like, we're Jewish. Why are you doing You're this? You're making this is a bit, and I right? refuse. <laughs> you can't like. Why would I? What are you talking about? You are tired. You can't even catch the yes and. No, I don't want to yes in. I'm trying to make it. a point. You caught it. And you, you f- interrupted my point to tell a totally li- a total lie. Like, people be thinking it's a bit when it's like, no, you're just a lie off topic. What? Hold it's on. It's an off on. topic lie. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. In what world would you think my parents would get me golden rings with dragon faces I on I just them? didn't understand why you were interrupting my point to say it. So it must have had some kernel of truth because it made no kind of sense to me. You see how they be doing? Don't be letting people tell you stuff's a bit when it's just nonsense. Meant to derail. Okay, don't let them do that. So as you can see, we are still the same couple you have always loved to listen to. Naomi just reached her hand out to me for us to hold hands. She <laughs> said that. As you can see, we are still the same couple. Naomi, can you play? Someone sent us a voicemail about seeing our wedding pictures on Instagram. Oh, I love that. Okay, is it weird to be almost in tears looking at the wedding pictures of two podcasters that you listen to? Because I am almost in tears. Naomi, you look like a goddamn beautiful queen. <laughs> Holy crap. You look amazing. So did you, Andy. Looks like a great time. Congratulations. No more fees. Tacked on to anything. You're done with the planning. You're done with the day. And you looked incredible. Congratulations that the rain held off. Wow. Good job. Love your love. Oh. So nice. Oh, thank you so much. This is the sweetest voicemail. I love it so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for appreciating my dress and all the draban glamour I was going for. And it's so true. You're right. No more fees. No more, no more fees. Sne- no more having to stare at the weather and having having the results keep me up at night. Oh, my God. Ooh, Heidi, that's a weight <laughs> lifted because I was looking at that damn weather app. I was on Weather Underground and I said, I'm about to saw something. Ten days before the wedding, just no sleep. Just looking at the weather report every night, and, and then letting like, that information uh, shift the entire course of yeah. our day, and then and then waking up at three in the morning, like shot through with anxiety, right? And just being like, "What the fuck are we going to do if it rains?" Yes, absolutely. Um, so thank you so much, and it's so funny what you said about fees because like literally when it's over, I was like. So are we all settled up? Like, I was afraid I was going to get another invoice or it's going to be like, people ate more food than we thought or they drank more than we thought. Like, I thought there was going to be something, but here we are. We had almost a week out. We ain't got nothing. Uh-huh. So I guess we are all settled up. We have done our part. We are done. Like Scarlet Witch before House of M. No more fees. That's a reference many will get. Mm-hmm. Like Scarlet Witch <laughs> before House of M. Before House of M. And my Instagram today made a new heart reference, Naomi. So. I saw that. <laughs> Yes, we will be. We will never stop posting wedding pics. I'm trying to maybe d- take a break to dole them out. I want to wait for some of the professional ones to come in. Mm-hmm. But I am gonna. I am gonna post some more. Tomorrow was a week out. You know, a little bare naked ladies. It's been, and so maybe I gotta <laughs> post some more pics. You know, because when else am I gonna be looking that good? That's my thing. I'm milking these photos because when else am I gonna be looking this good? We might have to put up a couple on the couples therapy account. Yeah. Okay. 
Couples Therapy Pod on Instagram. Uh-huh. But obviously, we'll both be posting on our individual of accounts. Course, of course. how else do we not? Well, that's how we... Until the day we die. That's how we maintain our autonomy, is by each having our own Instagram account, as opposed <laughs> to, you know, a couple that has, you know, a single Instagram account for both of them, you know, like a, a, a boomer couple with the same uh, email address for both yes. of them. Yes. And then I also heard Michelle Buteau said she did record... Uh, the parent speeches. Oh, so if I interesting. Could get that. That might have to be on the page. I don't know. It might have to be behind the paywall because it was a little too good. It can't be out here, out here. You know what I'm saying? Because my mother got a job, so I can't put her out here, out here. But I could put her on the page, maybe. Of course, that's Patreon.com/slash Couples Therapy Pod. Well, look, that's all I got to say about us. Thank you for the compliment, but I will continue to compliment yeah. myself. You know what? I don't think it's it's weird to be almost in tears over to we're not just any podcasters no we are very we do reveal a lot of our personal lives so of course you would be invested because you know all our business if you listen it we're two of the best up there with uh the smart list lads (laughs) and mr armchair expert himself dax shepherd yeah move the fuck over dax um we have another voicemail that is also wonderful that we should share yeah this is an update from sherry cola's episode yes all right you guys Hi, Andy and Naomi. Uh, I'm the caller who is dealing with a friend breakup on Sherry Cola's episode. Thank you so much for answering my question. Your advice is so apt, and you echoed my therapist 100%. I have a habit of finding ways to blame myself for everything, everywhere, all at once, and I had convinced myself that I was being irrational by being upset with Sarah, who is 33, by the way. Uh, but a while after I called in, her ex told me that she was telling people that because of how I argue with her, I must be autistic. And that is when your advice and my therapist's advice clicked in, and I realized she was never going to see the light, and I just needed to focus on keeping my side of the street clean. Um, I also, good advice, told my uh, mutual friends to stop telling me every terrible thing she ever said about me because it was just making me angry all the time. Uh, and that's really helped my healing process, and I obviously am not perfect, so I slip up, but I'm still trying. Um, anyways, thank you for the great advice. Love you guys, and congratulations on getting married. Bye. Mm. Okay, look at you. Well, first of all, let's point out we echo to therapist advice. <laughs> okay, so you guys look, I don't take insurance. My rates are low. We're obviously at that level. Do you remember her friend was kind of like a lying psycho? Uh-huh. Who igno- I think I think this is the one where like she had been in the hospital for a while and the friend like The friend's her. like you never called me? Yeah. You don't call me. And she's like I was having a medical procedure. <laughs> and she's like you don't care about me. Someone kidnapped me, put me in a coffin and buried me in a shallow grave in New Mexico. And that's why man, you didn't call me that. I haven't heard from you in like a year? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's about. So no, I'm very, very happy that you are free. I'm happy that you told the mutuals, like, stop telling me this stuff. Because I think that is going to, as you said, it, it helps so much. And also it'll help you feel lighter and get that person out of your brain. Stop having them take a brain rent because then people aren't telling you stuff. So very happy for you and your growth. Yes. This is like a therapeutic lobotomy, Naomi. We love that. <laughs> or just a plain lobotomy, I guess. It's therapeutic <laughs> in its own way. Every time. Yeah. Hey, Eternal look. sunshine vibes. Look, Naomi, I'm I'm too excited. Why don't we get to the episode? Okay, okay, okay. You've already heard the dulcet tones of today's guest. Today's guest is someone who, as you can probably tell in the conversation, I follow on Instagram and know way too much about their personal <laughs> life. <laughs> we are talking about Tomas Matos. Mm-hmm. Hello. They are an actor, dancer, rapper. You've seen them in the movie Fire Island that's on where Hulu. We, that's where we fell in love with them. That's where we fell in love. Then I went down the IG rabbit hole, started listening to their music. You can actually get their new mixtape, W-Y-D, which is out now. 
Get it wherever you stream, okay? Wherever you purchase. It's on Bandcamp? Buy it on Bandcamp. You won't even say Bandcamp, but it's a, a Spotify happening. Bandcamp's unionizing you can, now? You can listen to, you can see their music video called Honestly Cunt. That's fine. <laughs> and so it's just a really good time, a really good combo, and... Without Support further ado. The Bandcamp Union. No one cares right now. <laughs> Shit. Support listening to this episode with Tomas Matos. Roll it. Now, Tomas, you just said something before we started recording that shook me, which is you being originally from Staten Island. That? <laughs> yeah. Like, look, when I hear that Colin Jost is from Staten Island, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Tomas. <laughs> Talk to me. As Naomi it. says, make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, I really don't understand it either, but I mean, you know, it's what's the word? The diamond in the rough? Yes. <laughs> yes. Something like that, huh? <laughs> um, but you went to LaGuardia. So you were always coming into the city growing up anyway. Yeah, I was I have been coming into the city since I was like, you know, 14 years old. So I'm used to the commute of it all. I'm used to taking a boat two times a day, sometimes four if I'm going out. You know, we're we're used to the commute. So <laughs> it's not, it's kind of like second nature at this point for me to like, you know, be commuting back and forth from home. It's very annoying, but you know, I'm not paying rent and I don't have to wash my dishes and <laughs> I don't have to cook. I mean, like, you know, it's a win and lose. Like, I'm paying for it in mental health. Yes. But yes. I don't have to cook dinner. So. Right, right, right. right. But here's the thing. Dealing, <laughs> as we deal with our parents many times. Sometimes that, that bill that comes due, that mental health bill, is maybe too high. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm curious about mm -hmm. your own your own bill with your parents. when. Uh, <laughs> well, I live with my grandparents. So the the bill is honestly, it's not that bad. I would say it's a generational sort of sort of payment of constantly having to I like teach, but like reteach because you know they are, they are in their own ways, you know who they are and how they grew up and and the life that they lived. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not your average girl. And when I say girl, I mean J, G, W, O, R, L. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, stress, but we make do. We definitely make do. Um, and I'm realizing that the longer I stay home, the easier it is to kind of like infiltrate who I actually am in front of them. Like there's, there's a lot of less, um, I don't know if code switching is the right word, but there's a lot of, there's a lot less of hiding who I actually am when at home. Like the other day, which was like so sweet and definitely a milestone in my relationship with my grandma. Um, I was like getting ready to go out to the Eagle to like, you know, meet the girls, which, and I was, I was wearing like a leather harness, but it was like a bra and like a pink, um, pleated skirt. And the pleated skirt was like very wrinkled. And my grandma, and I asked my grandma for the, for the iron and she was like, what do you need it for? And I was like, this, my skirt. And she was like, oh, give it to me. You're not going to know how to iron it. And I, was I like, saw that Dude. video. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that on story. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh my God, grandma. Right. Like she really pulled through and the skirt was in fact pressed, bitch. Like she ate that iron job. Like <laughs> I would have never been able to do it like that. 
Right, right. She knew. She said, I'm not going to have you out here embarrassing me. Looking <laughs> creepy like nobody got you. <laughs> that is, but that's yeah. like, that is, so for instance, like, you're already dressed, dressed, right? Like, you know how you're going to go out. How and part of what I was asking about you going into the city a lot is and I'm we're a, saying this as people who go out all the time to clubs, literally and don't just sit in our apartment. <laughs> That's why I look at Tomas's stories though because they keep me young. Because uh, you be out here honey, giving us like there's a, there's a couple things. First, I did want to ask about your grandma because I remember that video, but also another thing I know, I remember that I was like okay we have got to talk about this because I really relate to this. You it was a so story where you were like leaving where you go when I'm ready to go. I go. And you were just like coming out of a car at the end of a night. And I said, preach on it. Tell me about it. Because that is so like, I'm that kind of person too. I used to be like, you know, it was like a group of people and everyone's like trying to decide what to do next. And I would just start walking in a direction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's real as hell. I mean, like, I think I'm the type of person I am a rally girl and I'm also sober. Um, but before I got sober, I was, you know, I was the girl that was out until 5 a.m. and I was the girl who was rallying everyone else until 5 a.m. But now in sobriety, I'm realizing that like, I can still be that girl to rally, but bitch, once I rally and we get to where we're going, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, my job is done. I got y'all out, bitch. So it's, it's, it's interesting, like, I, I'm still down for the party, but when I want to go home, bitch, I'm going home. And I'm going my ass in my bed. And sometimes that's 10.30 p.m. And sometimes that's 3 a.m. No shade. I'd be surprising myself sometimes. But, you know, I definitely still rally the troops. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. You know? But that's a boundary thing that I guess what I'm curious about is have you always had that boundary? Even, as you said, even in sobriety, like you're like, oh, I'll go. But like... Have you have is sobriety part of what has taught you how to take care of yourself, meaning do the things you need to do? Or were you always somebody who was like, I'm gone, figure it out. You know, like I'm gonna take care of me first. I think it was sobriety. I think that was like the that was the thing that allowed me to like hone in and and really just like take a real quick second to like check myself. And now I don't really feel so bad about if I, cause like, you know, when I, when I was going out and when I was like actively living that life, I probably still wanted to go home, but I was just getting so lit in order to suffice to stay out. And now that I'm sober, I'm like, bitch, I'm still the same person, but now I just, I'm not using those tools, those, those, those resources to stay out. I'm like, bitch, I'm going home, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Are your friends supportive? Yes, I think um, when when I first initially got sober, one, it was during the pandemic. So like, you know, people were, it was already a crazy thing in itself. Um, but there were a lot of people who kind of left my life just organically because of the fact that the things that were connecting us were, you know, the fact that we were going out and partying. Um, but my immediate like friend group and my close circle and the people that I have met along the way have been nothing but supportive. And it really has like one saved me in a lot of moments in which I was probably about to jump off the wagon. Um, and to just like support me and, and hold me up and, 
and listen to me. Because, you know, every day is different. And some days I'm like, well, maybe it actually, like, maybe I could potentially do this. And it's always a conversation with the people that I talk to rather than a, no, you can't do this or no, you shouldn't do this. It's a, well, why would you want to do this or, or what makes you want to, you know, potentially step off the, step the track out. that you're currently yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Don't step exactly. out on yourself. That's what I call it, cheating on yourself. It's like, don't step, why are you yeah. going to step out? What's this really about? <laughs> it's kind of the question, right? But part of, going back to, again, this boundary, though, this question, again, as you said, with your grandma kind of seeing you and saying, let me press the skirt. Why are you asking about boundaries and, uh, and parental figures, Naomi? <laughs> what is it? What are we dealing with that we are? I wonder. Our wedding's in three weeks, and, and uh, <gasps> just our, our, our parents are just... Uh, uh, Stomping or curb stomping all over our boundaries. <laughs> curb stomping. Yeah, the really American history Xing are, are boundaries at the moment. It's so. a process of. Well, it's also just interesting. Again, these things where I think what I'm butting up against, or what we're talking about more, is right where you're like, I'm grown and I am in my life, and I can pay my bills, and I can move in a certain way, and yet when I'm around this other person, I'm 13 again. And what is that, right? And how do you fight that? And, and that other person you- might be my parents. <laughs> how, do you, yeah, so. how do you assert yourself, right? And how and how can you um, make that relationship change in a way, right? So that's what I mean. Like you know, when you coming and you know your your grandma seeing you and then being like, "I got you," but like, how long had you been? As you say, some of this code switching or letting you know what you chose to let them in on of your life. Is that only since, you know, you're now back with them? Because, like, you're like, hey, this is me. But I feel like that could have been scarier to let them in because you're like, oh, I kind of am. They're doing me a favor right now. Or I'm relying on them. I'm scared to be too real. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have always been this, like, who I am, you know. Um, over the over the past few years, I have definitely stepped into it to a T, to be like, this is who I am, unapologetically. You've stepped, you become a fashionista. Bitch, no. You're a fashion icon. No games are being played anymore. You don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I think with me being comfortable in my own skin, not to quote Beyonce, but to quote Beyonce, (laughs) um, it is, it has allowed me to kind of, I don't know, like break down the barriers of like, oh, well, I actually, I would love for my grandparents to like actually know who I am. There is something so extremely scary about it. Mm -hmm. But on the exact same token, it's kind of like really rewarding to be able to like step out of my bedroom in front of my grandma with my pink skirt on, you know, there, but there, I think there's also like, the, my grandmother and my grandfather are two different stories. Yes. Um, and I think I have to take, it, it takes, it's going to take one by one, you know, to be able to, because uh, people are different, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is yeah. this, is this something that, is it just the pandemic that made you kind of realize this? Is it sobriety? that you came to in the pandemic? What, you know, what is it that allowed you to say like, I'm look, this is just me and I'm, I'm done with, 
pretending it's not. And not. And I don't even j- just think, you know, again, um, your identity and your presentation. I also mean, I mean, for me, I'm also curious about, again, the sobriety of it all, right? Because certainly a lot of us in the pandemic went the opposite way and said, why not be a full-blown alcoholic? And so the decision to, <laughs> it's just a decision to take care of yourself and mm. at a time when it was the hardest yeah, twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like I think, but yeah, I, I asked because like the it, the pandemic made me like realize a lot of things where I'm just like, what do I actually care about on this earth? Mm-hmm. People, right. <laughs> my friends, my loved ones, my pets. Like that's <laughs> it. I guess that's really it. And cre- like the actual act of creating things, making things. But like mm-hmm. the other stuff, I'm just like, I don't. I, I, I it really just turned something in me where I'm just like, I just don't give a shit about some of the stuff anymore. Some of like more than like the career oriented like ambitions that are not not the ambition part of it but just the um the compare and despair i think of it all yeah like once we all have a global pandemic suddenly i'm not as pressed about your deadline article do you know what i mean <laughs> in the way that it would it would like literally make me feel like okay i just don't have it and like that's not it did adjust some of that thing anyway that was a lot to throw at you yeah i mean hell yeah no but like i think it's so like the, the pandemic definitely kind of forced me and also many other people to kind of just question, you know, what, what do we actually care about? Or like what, cause we were confined, you know, to our own, our own thoughts, our own selves. So a lot of the things that were like, you know, in our lives, but probably like not like, you know, questionable things, um, they came up to the surface. And for me, that was, you know, running away however I was to my own emotional trauma not to you know use that word that has been thrown around so much in 2023 um, <laughs> but, but like see you know like I think yeah. it it kind of it, it just allowed me to really like you know sit down with myself and like go to therapy which like and and get sober which is uh, sometimes I think people like like it's it's very far fetched when you think of who who I am I think and sobriety. Um, a lot of people have been like shocked at, at me being sober, um, but I think it's something that I hold so close to my heart because I think I am where I am today because I I took the step to to think about what do I actually care about and what where do I want to be spending my focus and my time and and putting my energy towards um, and that was you know, growth in all different aspects of my life. Right, right. And then the movie, Fire Island, the movie came, you know what I mean? It's like struck this chord and like hit, you know, which is always the dream, right? Because you can never control if anybody sees it or cares about it. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of do it, right? And then they did. And so, because I would say I was definitely a person who was surprised that you were sober, not in a, um, I don't know, not in, in a way where I think what I like, I was like, I it made me so happy to see it because I think it's so... Especially too, because I always forget too, you're yo- you're under thirty, you're young, you're a baby in the Are woods. Are you thirty under thirty? They're thirty under thirty. <laughs> Hashtag thirty under thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but you're um, because you because to me I think what I was drawn to again because you and I had not met before was that you have like an and a positive energy and are like, I'm out here living my best life no matter what. And as somebody who 
loves to take naps and be sad. I really like to see that. And so I thought it was like really great. And then on top of that, to be like, I do all of this and I'm out here on the carpets, sober, clear eyed, taking it all in, being who I am. I was like, the children need this. The children need to know that you can be young and hot and substance free. And that's beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think I knew that. And I think I've always struggled with how you how you manage sobriety in an industry like this. Well, you kids today don't have dare. When I was a kid, (laughs) we had dare. And that's what scared us off the (laughs) cocaine. (laughs) But it always Not dare. It must. You must. But it always did, right? Because it was was like going to parties and networking and being out later than you wanted to be or having conversations with people who you would not normally talk to. All these things you have to navigate. Mm -hmm. And the ability to navigate that stuff where I was like, you know, that de- the decision or trying to figure out, okay, how how do I be fully present? How do I manage anxiety? You know what I mean? All the things that come with that. Mm-hmm. It's its own animal. 100%. But I think, that, like, there's nothing like just stepping into a space and being able to be myself that has been the sort of armor that I think I would normally go to getting, you know, lit off of from. So I think I've just substituted, like, getting extremely fucked up with getting extremely kind. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> that's a beautiful sub- That's a higher power. That's that's higher, higher power, power is kind. <laughs> Yo. Oh. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. So wait, do you mind if I ask about your dating life? Yes, through... I was going to say, I said, let's pivot into dating. Well, <laughs> through, you know, through sobriety, what is, how has it changed? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's something that I want to talk to y'all about. Like, plot twist, bitch, this is my therapy session about my love life because I am confused. <laughs> what? Lay it What's on going us. on? Tell Lay us, tell us. us, tell us. This is free, no copay. Bring Well, I, okay, work, thank you, because you know, a bitch is, a bitch is slightly uninsured. Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like I'm like in a way stunted in my love life. I've never had a partner. I've never really had like an actual romantic connection with someone. However, I think I'm an extremely sensitive person. But I think the reason why I haven't had a relationship is because I'm so scared of getting hurt. Um, because I know that when I do fall, I fall hard and it's, I'm afraid of what that possibility of getting hurt will do to me. Um, because I, you know, I, I think I protect my energy so much and I've had to for so long that opening your, opening your heart up to someone, it seems like the most frightening thing in the entire world to me. Um, but I just don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm stunting myself or like I'm stopping myself from, from feeling the love that like I wish or I I think I I in my heart I want and and I know I deserve um but I just don't know uh, it's scary I well, I identify with all of that <laughs> have, have you ever met someone that you did want to open yourself up to and then you didn't or have has, have you maybe just not met uh the right person I don't know I think I have I think in I think in like my, my late teens is when the first like heartbreak happened, which is what kind of has, has built up all of the walls of me now being like, I, I'm afraid of, of love. Um, 
But I don't know. I feel like that was so long ago. So I feel like it should, you know. Well, okay. But then I'm going to piggyback on that on that question too, though. Here's here's what I wonder nowadays, right? Because you are friendly, warm, sociable, right? So it's not like it's not like you're going out and you know being in a corner and and then being like, why haven't I met anyone? Oh, that was me. That was <laughs> that was me in my in my twenties. Exactly. So I guess what I'm wondering is, for instance, when you're when you are meeting people out and about socially, whatever, and let's say there's somebody where you're like, okay, they're cute, like okay, maybe they're cool. Will you flirt and engage or do you just sort of shut that down? You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. will, you, will you give off I'm interested energy or not even? I give off I'm interested energy, but I think I play a game. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Here we okay. go. Okay, we're into it. We're getting Here into it. We go. We're playing games. We're playing uh-huh. games. Well, there you go. We're getting into the thick of it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, so it's like you're playing cat and mouse games. Is it because are you looking to, are you looking for that person to prove that they're for real? Do you know what I mean? Like, are the are the games about like show me how much you like me? Or are you bored and you're just having fun? No. Like trying to entertain yourself. No, I think it's what Naomi said. I think it's kind. Of, it's like because I honestly I. I don't, I don't, I never know, especially now because I being, uh, you know, stepping into my, you know, non-binary binary, I am not, I don't receive the same attention that I did when I was cisgender passing. And I, I still have that passing privilege, but I still, I, when I was, you know, giving quote unquote trade, the attention that I received then is much different than the attention that I receive now. Um, and I think that that plays into the games that I play of, are you, you know, like, are you actually ready for all of what you're, what you're about to get into, you know, because I am, Uh and I, I say this in like the best way possible about myself. I am a lot. And I, you know, I, I switch it up all the time, you know, like, I, I will be wearing my my stiletto sharp nails, you know, and and holding your zip like just the heads up, bitch. Like <laughs> that's what it's gonna be giving. <laughs> yes, yes. And you're saying, are you are you ready for what this is? Is basically what you are trying to assess and why you're keeping people. You'll keep you will keep a person at arm's uh, length. Yeah, yeah. A little bit because of that, or at dick's length. Keep at dick, not arm dick's length. Right. At, right. at nail length. <laughs> there we go. That's, exactly. we, we workshopped it. We, we got there. There's a reason the nails are sharp, too. Do you know what I mean? It's about that talon. It's giving <laughs> Scratch an eye out if you have to. So, oh, that's is, interesting. I mean, uh, sorry. I'm always so, I'm like, well, everything must be m- much better now in 2023. Right, you and your, as you said, non-binary finery. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which, in my limited capacity, I would just say your fabulousness. Right. Period. What, how, how it strikes me, I'm just like, well, there must be. You must have suitors left and right, left, right, and center, walking around with that creamy caramel skin <laughs> and those nails. And I've seen that booty. I've seen that booty. I yeah. said, I bet they can't walk down the street. <laughs> Every night at dinner. That's all Naomi's talking about. I said, Tomas is giving. 
did you see what Tomas was giving? And that's what I'm saying every day. Every day when we. <laughs> But but when you talk about to the difference in the intention, are you questioning the what's the word? The honesty? The intentions? The intentions of that attention. The intentions of that attention? Yes. Like meaning like it's like, okay, are you for real? Are you just trying to hook up? Are you 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 know? Can you give us an example? Is there like a specific person? Where, where give full government names and address, <laughs> social security number. You like IG handle? Give me their email. Uh-huh. Give me their phone number. Doxum, doxum. We will follow up. I will have notes. Well, okay. So like, there will there will be people who will be interested. Okay, so one specifically, uh, I met this very attractive, very handsome cis man at the gym. And this was when I, when I'm at the gym, I give like, I give cunt, but I'm like, you know, it's giving like sports bra, it's giving like booty shorts, but like, I'm not, I'm not in my tennis skirt at the gym. So I'm not giving like high, high femme. I would say I'm giving like very neutral gender spectrum. Um, but sometimes I guess that comes off more on the masculine side compared to what I normally am. And I feel like once people see me get out of my gym clothes and step into my actual outfit. It's a, it's a bit of a different story. Um, so I was flirting with this guy on the floor of the gym. And then like, you know, we were talking about hanging out after. So we finished our workout. And then once we were done, we met at the, at the lobby of the gym. Um, and bitch, I looked kind like always, you know, as we do. <laughs> Um, and then I mean like you know like this like he actually could have probably had something to do but it gave I we're not hanging out anymore for whatever reason Um, so that always like just makes me feel a bit you know like why why would I want to put myself out there if that is the you know if that is the outcome that will inevitably happen but maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places you know like maybe I don't know. Maybe my, maybe my, maybe my future partner is, is not at Equinox 50th Street. I was going to say, you know, the gym is already, it's already dicey. Yeah. On one hand, it's like, okay, great. We both are into working out, but it's such a den of like gender conformity and, and like the minute you step into it, it, you feel the magnets on you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Like it's like that's not it. You you yeah. It's got to be. It's you know. It's someone. It's someone through friends. It's someone who is also probably. It's always because it's interesting because I used to feel this way. I don't know again as a performer, right? I actually didn't like when someone talked to me after seeing me on stage because mm. I felt like they were getting a different thing, right? Like I was like, oh, you like. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was a lot of concentrated effort. I'm not always that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I'm like, don't talk to me after this. <laughs> so it's like you almost want someone who you know what I mean, who like doesn't know, see like you know the stage, the you know on screen, all that. So they're not 
Honing you want them on- to talk to you after a day of depression and watching Midsummer Murder. Yes, whatever your equivalent of that is. Whatever. Do you watch British crime <laughs> shows to unwind? Whatever, whatever your whatever your truth is, which is for Naomi is Midsummer Murders. And- or like the person where you're out and you're like, I'm going to bed, and that person be that, like, Yes, there's- you know what? I'll walk you. I'll walk you to get a cab, and like let's chit chat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You want that? It's like a different that person. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. It's possible. It is. It's, but I, I think it's. Look, I think it's. It's always hard to find a person, and I think that the less basic you are, the harder it is. Yeah. Because when you basic, it's just easy. You just like pick a chat somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean. That, again, I always remember that from Annie Hall, where it's the the, the kind Annie of hole. <laughs> Basic. Hold on. Just hold on. Basic. Okay. Where he interview, where he stops this couple on the street, and they're this just kind of very basic kind of just like like a middle class white couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and they're and he's like, "How do you make it work?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we're bland and we don't have a lot of interests, and that's how." And it's something exactly. it's along those same lines. And that's the thing. It's it's those people always find each other. Oh yeah, they always find each other. They're <laughs> they're running around grocery stores. Just falling into love. Are they, here's the thing, are they being honest about themselves? Yes. Being basic is so relaxing. Yeah, I feel like that's regular. They probably, you know, they were getting apples when they met at the Whole Foods. Exactly. (laughs) We both reached for a Granny Smith. That was love. Yeah. That's it. If your hand touches someone else's hand, going for a Granny Smith specifically, (laughs) you know you're basic. This is my new stand-up routine. <laughs> you might be basic. Yeah, it's like no, yeah, no but no. I, but oh, I, pink lady or honey crisp. There's your oh oh okay. this person's interesting. Those are, yeah, those, those are your go-to apples. Andrew. The honey crisp laughs. You're enjoying. It's so <laughs> funny because I didn't like not know anything about apples until I met this man, and he is so specific about apples. <laughs> It'll be like like I was like I'm gonna go somewhere. He's like okay. Get me a honey crisp. If they don't mm-hmm. have that, get a pink lady. If they don't have that, get a jazz. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's it. and I was like, okay. Meanwhile, I was like, what's the reddish pink? What yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything. She just wants a, a gala. I guess that's what I, if I eat a They're fruit. Okay. If, I'm eating a, if I'm eating a fruit or a vegetable. Gala. Yeah, it's a gala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. But have you gotten close? Do you or do you know like where you might find this person? Just us saying this. Where? What do you do? Where might this person emerge? Well, okay. I'm gonna follow up that question with another question because I don't know. What is it? It is it bad to like specifically know what you're looking for? When it comes to a partner, or or is it better to be sort of aloof and hope to be pleasantly surprised? If that makes any sense, I'll go with the second because I never had. Naomi always finds this to be. She's always incredulous about this. Is that I never had an image of a person I would end up with in my head. Mm-hmm. There was no. There was just like boobs. right. No type. Guess, no boobs. set rule. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And. And so when Naomi came into my life, I was very surprised and taken. Mm. Well, you're welcome. Yes, well, you call welcome. her. Period. <laughs> but here's what I would say. I agree. But here's what I would say, right? I think it is be open to um, maybe the way in which you meet them, the presentation mm-hmm. of them, but be very clear 
on how you want to feel with them. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's when you start doing your channel, it's like, how do I feel? What do I want a partner to make me feel? Mm-hmm. What do I want a partner to be able to do for me on when I'm on Struggle Street? What do I want a partner to be? You know, like that's the stuff I think that you should know, full stop, because you got to know, you know, your boundaries, your, you know, the the point at which you're like, this is not it. Mm-hmm. But I think, for instance, you it might be, it's like, interesting. You're giving librarian, but <laughs> you really seem to get me. And you know what I mean? Like, you never know, right? Yeah. Like, you might be like, that wasn't type. That's what I think is. It could be key. rockabilly librarian. Rockabilly. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I feel like I want, like, I feel like I'm going to get like a cellist. Like, my partner's going to be, like, you know, like, like third flute in the back of the orchestra. Like. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Exactly. That's that's definitely it. But I think it's, yeah, it's uh-huh. being open to that. Because I think that we're also all taught, right, whatever we're taught, that we're supposed to be with a certain type of person. Because yeah. it means this about, it means X. X, Y, or Z about us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And letting go of that kind of stuff. Because you know what I was, and, I was like, Andy, did you ever think you would bring home a black woman? Is like what I had said to him, you know? Because I'm like, he is just white as the snow and like so indie rock delicate. I was like, you're even whiter than I imagined for myself. Okay? And I went to private school. And you're still giving me more than I thought was going to happen. Well, because I come from middle class background. So I'm grittier than all those blue bloods you okay, went to school with. No. Pennsylvania, though. So it's not and like it's not, okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania middle class. But Damn. Like, it's just not it. And I was, so I'm always like, but it's true. It's like, I didn't know about that, right? It's my person. Mm-hmm. But what I knew, well, I was like, I was like, oh, this is the, a person who, you know, takes me for who I am fully and doesn't ask me to change and doesn't criticize me. And that's it. I think that's what you feel in a, that's what you feel in a person but now that we have these parameters all set now Tomas people are they're, they're writing us they're, they need help and we have to help them okay we've got to okay. so are you ready are you ready to help people and we need you to help us help them help us help them well I feel like y'all just helped me and I got a really good checklist of you know what I need to like what I'm looking for in a partner so absolutely I'm gonna pay you forward what's good what we talking about (laughs) okay y'all we about to take a quick break and we'll be right back this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Tomas Matos here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Okay, it's a journey. You are on it, mm-hmm. and we will help you. You know we do not have licenses. We just be talking. Mm-mm. And so, Tomas, we get we get the DMs, we get Gmails, we get voicemails. People coming from all angles trying to just figure okay. your life out. All right. What's you know what? I always pick them mostly by random. And I think I'm an mm-hmm. intuitive person, so hopefully mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Here, this first one, uh, according to our our Booker Mimi, she said it was low key funny. So let's, okay. <laughs> let's low check key it out. Funny. Hi, Naomi and Andy, uh, and your guest, if you have one, I'll leave my name out. Um, but I'm sure if anyone I know is listening, they'll know it's me. But whatever. Um, I'm 37 and I live in Canada. I feel like that makes a difference because Canadians are maybe our own kind of weird. But um, I was listening to both of your individual pods for a long time now, and I thought couples therapy wasn't really for me because I haven't dated since Obama was president the first term. Okay. But now I've started listening, and I'm hooked, and I signed up for the Patreon. So I listen at night while I color in a coloring book, which is maybe too much information. (laughs) But um, while I've been listening, I had a question that I haven't heard you answer yet, but I'm still working through the episode, it's about explaining an extended period of being single. So I've made a profile on a dating app, and I'm kind of tiptoeing back into getting into that sort of thing. I haven't met up with anybody yet or been interested in anyone yet, but I'm just wondering at what time do I have to say that I haven't dated for close to 10 years? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like out of breath, like I'm running a marathon. She's the voice now. <laughs> so the reason I haven't dated in so long is because I had a really debilitating eating disorder and I wasn't really able to do much of anything but kind of work and just sort of slog through life. I had a boyfriend when things first started, but he sort of disappeared and faded away while I was preoccupied with food and weight and all that stuff. So I've never really discussed what happened or what it's like with a romantic partner. And I don't want to be a jerk but I've posted about eating disorder awareness week and that kind of stuff on my socials. And guys always say like, you look great. Like that means I'll just drop the eating disorder because I got a compliment and that's not really what it's based around. So anyways, I just wanted to know what your advice would be to explain not having dated for so long without giving too much information and scaring people away. And also how to avoid being triggered by personal trainers and guys who love leg day on apps. Thanks for any help. And sorry, I'm quite a <laughs> oh my wow. gosh i adore you thank yeah. you for writing for, for calling in so i appreciate you all the way in canada you probably out of breath because you called it's freezing <laughs> you know what it's cold you can't yeah, get where, your breath where are you edmonton <laughs> toronto maybe i don't know vancouver calgary <laughs> keep naming them um tomas you know you talked about you know not um dating you know and not having a relationship for a while do you feel like that's something you need to say off the bat or it doesn't feel to me like something that you have to be ashamed of or over-explain. Yeah. Hell no. I'm, I'm like, uh, 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 it don't matter. I feel like, 
like if if conversation were to arise about dating past, then then I would I would say then I would say it, but I don't think I don't I'm not sure if it's something that is necessarily you know something that I would I would bring up or it would be a deal breaker for for me in a conversation about a potential relationship. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't think I mean I think I don't think you need to necessarily go into all the I don't think you need to tell it. First of all, you never need to tell anybody anything you don't want to tell them. Yeah. That part. That's the full stop. And I also think that this is going to be one of those things that you're going to learn to trust your gut on, meaning you're going to know when you're meeting somebody and talking to them if they seem like an open person, a non-judgmental mm. person, a sensitive person. You can kind of tell when you somebody's like Oh, you ain't the one to talk to about the darkness. <laughs> we all know mm-hmm. that if somebody, the person you're dating responds to everything with a joke, do not <laughs> open up. Yeah, that is that is someone who cannot handle the real. Yeah. Period. Well, but then it's also like it, but it is hard too. That other that other layer of you know talking about posting on. Um, posting about eating disorder awareness, and then someone being like, mm-hmm. "You look good," and it's like. Sure, they're probably trying to be helpful, yeah. but not realizing that it's like, that ain't it. Yeah. And yeah. you certainly don't want to spend your dating time trying to, okay, let me educate you on what an eating disorder means. And it's not this simple. Like You don't want to be doing that every time you're going to hang yeah. out with somebody. Do you know what it is? There's a lot of us, I'm thinking back to, let's say my parents' expectations towards our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they have just the standard I say this a lot on my other podcast beginnings which our <laughs> caller listens to but that a lot of us have a script we're handed at birth and whether you want to and a lot of people do not question whether they should read that script or not and they're just like well I have the script might as well just go through it and then and that script in my mind was just a long muddy slide into the grave like i can envision i'm just like well i have the ending here i can flip forward in the script to the very ending right and this is horrifying to me right 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 right. and it took me a while to throw the script away and i did but while i was sitting there just reading it it was uh existentially uh i I was full of existential despair and anguish and all that kind of stuff you don't have to read the script. I think you have three people here on this Zoom who threw away the script that they were handed by Uncle yeah. Sam. <laughs> by, <laughs> <laughs> by who, you know, whatever. Right, right. right by capital C culture. Right. And said, uh, nah, we're going to do our own thing. And we're much better for it. So whatever the, the script you might have about dating, throw it away. You don't need to tell them anything. You don't need to. I I know Naomi said this, but I'm saying like whatever pressures you feel about how much you have to disclose about your past, about the last 10 years, whatever, you don't have to. You just don't have to. And there's nothing. The pressure that you feel is made up pressure. Yes. 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 Mm. The call is coming from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Always. Always coming from inside the house. It's, It's also too like. Again, on date one, even if someone says, like, what, when was the last time you dated? Which is already like, get out of here. This is not a job interview. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop trying to get all my business. Period. Those are the worst <laughs> dates, by the way. I went on a handful of OK <laughs> before I met Naomi. And they were just fucking job interviews. And I'll tell you what, I didn't get the job at the end of any of them. 
<laughs> I was passed over for promotion. None of it. <laughs> you can't do it. But you could also just like, oh yeah, I spent ten years working on myself, right? And that can be that. That it can be that much information, which is not a lie. It's certainly the truth. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe once I know you and feel like you're my person, we can get into some of that other stuff. You know, you no one mm. is owed your vulnerability. No one is owed your history. So if you can take some of that pressure off yourself. And then also, you know, as we were talking about before, these questions of sort of, how do you want someone to treat you and think of you? You know, you and you might feel like, you know, a person who responds, but you look good. You shouldn't have had an eating disorder. You know, that's not the person you talk to anymore. That's not mm. the one who passes go and collects $200. Not anymore. No, no. They're barely getting out of, I don't know, Monopoly. I know you What's don't the- <laughs> Send them to jail. You just say you got to send them. I know, but I I didn't even want them to get to jail. I wanted them to be one of those purple ones that's like fifty bucks. You um, Monopoly is a terrible. Sorry, Andy. Look, I don't mean to get on my soapbox. You are getting on it, and I want to ask them. Monopoly. Why are we still playing this? I know. I know. They should change the name to Capitalist Daddy and see how many people play it then. What like um? Because you talked about therapy and sort of working, you know, working on yourself. Was it hard for you to get honest with another person, you know, to kind of sit and talk and say, this is where I'm, where I'm at? Yes. And it took, oh, it took a second for me to like feel comfortable enough to sit and actually be real with my therapist. It probably took about, I would say like six weeks until I fully was like, this is the actual reason why I'm here. And <laughs> this is what I need to work on. <laughs> okay. You know? It, yeah. it, but like that is, I think that's that's just comfortability with, I I think me being be, me being who I am and being able to open up to a literal stranger via Zoom. You know that's hard, but it's it's capable. It's it's possible, and like anything, um, the more time and the more the more nurture and the more energy you give it, it will grow and it will become a fruitful relationship. Yeah. Wait, I want to ask a question. Best date you've ever been on? Oh, because I I want to know what other people are doing on these good dates. Oh my god, I don't know. I, I've had no Naomi. I have dated people before you. <gasps> I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> but you are in the you are in the best dates, right? And obviously now they're all the best dates. Oh, but well, I wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> they're at least baseline good. But what what I mean is like when we're giving the caller advice, I'm like, oh, right, they're not job interviews. When you're just vibing with someone, I hate using that word, but it's true. When it's all vibes, the <laughs> best dates are all vibes. And so it's not question, 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 question. You're just mm-hmm. there with mm-hmm. another person and it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to know if that was the same, what, Tomas, for you as it was for you. I'm like, oh, right. These, when the vibes are right, the vibes are right. Yeah, I think, I don't know if I've had <laughs> the best date. <laughs> Oh no! I feel like I don't know. I like in my in my opinion, the best dates that I've had were always like sexually driven, and like mm. like that is how mm. I consider them to be good. Um, mm. Like if like the sex was good, but that would always lead into a fruitful conversation. But maybe I'm doing it wrong. Well, no, maybe it, not. Maybe that's right. Again, the leading, vibes are right. If it's leading to an actual conversation, that's any good. I'm like, well, then 
that's that's the order in which you do it. I'm like, if it's working, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you can if you can actually get because I thought you were gonna say it was a good date if the sex was good, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? But if you're actually like, if you <laughs> come come off of that with like, okay, so tell me didn't about know where yourself. Where you were going with that sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps. And so oh! the <laughs> you know, however, yeah, however it. Yeah, but but it's true. But I also too think like an, attra- an attraction to somebody obviously is like is all vibes. You're just like, oh, I like this. I like this person. I'm just like, I want to see them now. I want them to come. You know what I mean? Like that is all just yeah. attraction and energy. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Too and many people are not paying attention, and I was one of them. I was I was a, a logic based person who had shut myself off from my emotions, mm. and then once I once I let them open once once i opened the door to my heart just a little bit <laughs> and i let the vibes in yep you let the vibes in exactly <laughs> things got but, so much better but see this is but this is why though when tomas was waiting being like i don't know if i had a date i was like they have not let the vibes in mm. you have you have been closing mm. yourself off to vibes and i think that i think so what you're talking about right that feeling mm. of like it's been a while i wonder but to me even just acknowledging that and knowing that and being able to you know sit with yourself you know in those moments where you're like okay do i do i think this person's cute okay now why is it that i'm avoiding them or playing games or whatever right like as you start to figure see see those moments as they're happening or closer to when they're happening mm. then you can stop doing them but that's mm. why i'm like this is it this is step you know step one and two step one and two for opening your heart <laughs> we got the first steps good you got them good those are the steps best one and three skip steps one and three. <laughs> um, there he is. Another, another voicemail or a message, Andy? Which one? What do you want to do? Do you want? Uh, I I like this decision. I I pick three for every guest, and then I'm gonna uh-huh. give it. Tomas, would you like something written or another voicemail? Um, let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Hmm. I think I want to go with a voicemail. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, my name is Amanda, and this feels weird. I wish I could just talk to you guys IRL, but we're strangers, so I'm calling a voicemail. Um, I have a question about cutting off a toxic family member, um, specifically my dad's older sister, my aunt. Um She's in her, like, late 70s. She lives alone. She doesn't have children or a partner or even a pet. And she is so incredibly difficult. And namely, she just makes me feel terrible. Uh, just makes me feel really, really bad about myself and always has. We've had, you know, on-again, off-again relationships. I've tried to make, like, it known that I don't really want her in my life, but she keeps coming back. For example, we live in a pretty small city, but there's like 50 grocery stores. And somehow she goes to the grocery store in my neighborhood and she'll text me and say, I'm at the bottom of your street and come out, but I don't want to come up to your house. She's just super neurotic and weird. All this to say, um, I do have empathy for her. I think she was, you know, had a really hard childhood. She was basically like at least neglected, if not definitely abused as a child. So I do feel for her. But again, she's Super, super intense, toxic, mean, really makes me feel like shit. Um, what's stopping me from just saying, 
please fuck off forever is that she supports my dad who is, um, you know, he's also single, lives alone. He doesn't have a job. He hasn't worked in 20 years. Um, and I'm like terrified someday he's going to call and ask me for help. Um, but she supports him. So I feel like she is so malicious that if I were to cut her off, she would cut him off. She would punish him. So I don't feel comfortable doing that, but I just need a way to set up a boundary with her that, um, you know, doesn't hurt my dad and also just doesn't make me feel like shit. I don't know. It's so hard. Um, family is so challenging and part of me is just like, uh, I don't know. Um, anyways, I really love you guys. Naomi, your voice is so soothing to me and, um, I'm a huge fan. So wishing you guys the best. Bye. Thanks, Amanda. I understand what you're saying. Tomas, I think it's funny because you, you said you just sort of picked the questions randomly, but again, this idea of boundaries, family, as you said, taking it one day at a time in terms mm-hmm. of just the relationships, right? And so this kind of does fit with somebody, you know, okay, auntie is in her, is in her 70s. Mm. So, you know, she's also towards the end of her time with the earth. <laughs> I know that's it, but like, like there's not going to be a lot. But at the same time, no one wants to be around anybody who makes them feel like shit. Your words. Yeah. Shit. So... How do you handle that? And then that feeling of also vindictiveness. Cause I've definitely had mm. that fear sometimes or like when I was living with family where I was like, well, I can't say anything cause they might actually kick me out or I'm like afraid they mm-hmm. will put me out, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so let alone like to Amanda's father feeling like, oh, I don't want dad to get put out. But at the same time, I I always think it's worth trying to say something to someone. Now, how you say it, is the tricky part. But I feel like yeah. you gotta try. Or like, you know, in the moment, if it's not some big fight, it's like, when you say that, that make that hurts my feelings. Or I don't like that. You know, just something, something to kind of try to break the cycle a bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it is definitely tricky, I think, specifically in Amanda's situation because there are three people at play. So it's hard to be like, you know, to want to be able to put the boundary up, but like not, but like then that's going to tarnish someone else's relationship, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I do find that um, a tricky, but not like a tricky, but like a slide way to put up boundaries are to, to respond in question. Like if, if auntie were to say something hurtful, um, Asking a, asking a question as to why or, or phrasing something so that it kind of sparks conversation and, and kind of helps get to the root of where auntie is coming from, then it could help bring up what's actually happening. And that could be the lead way into setting a boundary instead of just like straightforward being like, I don't like what you're doing. I'm setting a boundary because then that would in turn create like some sort of reaction in auntie that could potentially hurt um, father. So like starting a conversation, I think is a really good smart, like a really good way to put up the boundary. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Do you have an example or, or do you just mean that in general? I think, in general like whenever um i could give i could give an example when 
I also live with my uncle. I live with my grandparents, my sister, my sister's baby, and my uncle. And my uncle is very brash, very abrasive, very intense. Um, and he uh, says he says a lot of things towards me that um, are queerphobic, um, very, you know, he is not with the times. He is not with, you know, who I am. Um, and I will, every time that he will say something like, you know, why are you wearing that F shit? You know, like throwing slurs. I'd be like, why can't I? Or why do you think I can't? Or what, what, what is, what is, what is the thing that is stopping me from doing it? And then that will in turn get a, get a response from him. Like, well, only girls will wear that. And I can say, well, what if I wanted to be a girl, you know? And then if his response was something transphobic, then I'm like, I actually don't think that I feel comfortable with what you just said. And so there is now a boundary of, um, when it comes to how I, how I dress and how I present myself, um, it is no longer a conversation on the table. So that is kind of like a way in, if that makes sense. Like if, Oh yeah, that's fantastic. It is. Yeah. It's just a way. It's just a way in, I think, to people who are abrasive and people who are, um, what's that word? When people like move, move quickly, like, but like weird, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a word for like it. A, like a zombie? Like a weird? Impulsive. Erratic. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought, yes, what, yes, like yes. a mushroom zombie on the, the last, last one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, that's great. That's yeah. like that's real Socratic kind of shit, right? You're Yeah, you're like, like let's talk you just, it through. Oh, so okay, yeah. you're gonna say a thing. I'm just gonna keep questioning you until you yeah. realize that the things you believe are actually not you 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 don't actually have evidence for what you believe. You don't have anything to back it up. You don't have any you you just have your own shitty little prejudices but then also yeah. it's not just that but this is the thing i always say right where it's like you can't control how what someone does or what they say but you can control what they do and say around you mm-hmm. so that's what it is like okay mm-hmm. when it comes to you and me that this conversation does not happen anymore that you can control Period. that's it mm-hmm. and so i'm like that is kind of so when it comes to your aunt acting some kind of way you know again picking your battles picking the things that you feel you know as you again, when you say like she treats me like shit, it's you know that's vague. I believe it, but I guess I'm sure that happens in different ways. So is it for you that you're like, mm-hmm. I don't like her commenting on my appearance? Is that the thing where you want to push back first or push back now and then kind of you know because you do you can't make you also can't make all the changes at once. So it is kind of picking. Okay, what's the stuff that we need to shut down most immediately? What is like the worst of it? And then we'll get into everything else kind of over time. <laughs> I think that's what it, I think that's what it is because, yeah, you de- again. She, you know, she is who she is at this point in her life. But if considering she's, you guys are around each other. She's like choosing to come be by your house to go do grocery shopping when there's. So it's like she, she's actually trying to hang out and be close, right? Because because well. she also said in the beginning too this idea like, well, she doesn't have kids. She doesn't really have any family. So I'm sure she does want a relationship, but she doesn't necessarily know how. To have it in a way that's fun. <laughs> Maybe. Have you thought about pranking her? Oh, Lord. In ways that cannot be traced back to you. <laughs> Andy, you love like, oh, pranking. Na- you I love guess, pranking. Yes, the neighborhood children <laughs> nailed your door shut again. Sorry, Auntie. <laughs> that's not a, see, they see. 
That's well, I guess. I guess she could hear you nailing. Yes, yeah, she, she would know it was you. In. She would look out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a, a nail gun that's not that has a battery. Oh. Now, though, Tomas, as you said, you know, living with everybody and sort of n- navigating everyone again, just mm-hmm. kind of being under one roof in that way. What do you do to take care of yourself? As you said, you're like, okay, I had, you know, I, I, I usually am like. I don't stay at home all day. So obviously you kind of just separate yourself from the situation. Are there any other things you do to sort of mm-hmm. manage how you feel and your reaction to people you cannot change? Yes. I think like my immediate thing nowadays is video games. Like when I just want to escape, when I need to like, you know, yes. like leave, I just literally turn on my PlayStation and play video games. <laughs> um, uh, also something that is new, but is like also really fulfilling but also super frightening because I never thought I would consider myself one is writing like I am now like starting to like get into writing my own stories which is and and putting my own voice into words on a paper which is like so crazy and also really fulfilling and it it allows me to escape my current situation or like my current, you know, if I am feeling stressed in any way, it allows me to escape into a world that I am completely solely in, in control of because it is my own work. Yeah. 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 That's what I get there. That's great. <laughs> Very good. Miss United <laughs> States. <laughs> USA! <laughs> Taking your uncle's toothbrush and rubbing the inside of the toilet with it. Oh, <laughs> Saying these pranks, Andy pranking. Not no. <laughs> Not no. Not no. That's always a good response. But, oh, Tomas. 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 Thank you so much for joining us on what Couples Therapy. This was a dang delight. A dang delight. Of course. I had a fabulous time. I have like a whole list of things that I am now going to look forward to in finding a partner. They got to be supportive. They got to have at least $1 million in their bank account so that they can support me in times of uh-huh. strife. <laughs> and they have to... Be with all of who I am in my totality yes. in who I am as an individual and less of, you know, they have to be a sugar daddy at 55. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open, I'm going to open my eyes. Oh, we love it. We love it. What if, okay, all that stuff except the million dollars is in a real estate portfolio and is not liquid. <laughs> you okay with that? Yeah. You're okay yeah. with the real estate portfolio? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. All right, listeners, if you, if you assets, fit that bill, if you fit that bill, listeners. If, if you have assets, okay. <laughs> slide into Tomas's DMs. In my mind. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com